Welcome to episode 213 of the 200 Churches Podcast. Get somebody else to preach sometimes. Me and my wife have this running joke that underneath my shirt and on my t-shirt is the is the S. I can do it all. Super fast. When you're bivocational, sometimes that's a badge of, yeah, buddy, I, I can do it all. I can carry the load. I can do this. I can do that. I can keep going. I can work. I can work 20 hours overtime and put together three messages. And at the end of the week, spike my microphone and go, boom, see ya. And can use it as a badge. Listen, you don't have a red S on your chest. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Tom and Jerry of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Johnny Craig, and I am across... The uh, the the beautiful and luxurious. I'm never as good at this as you are, Jeff. It is luxurious and opulent. <laughs> it's sparkling, shiny. I don't even like to honestly, truly. I don't like to even put my fingers on the table. I'm not to as mess good at it this. up. I'm not as good at this as you are. No, really, to mess it up. I don't yeah. want to. And I mean, honestly, that's why we're an audio podcast. There's so much shine and, and glitz and sure. glitter in the studio that sure. Uh, you know, we, we put up these uh, the baffles for the sound on the walls in here, and but there's nothing to put up for the lighting because the cameras would never be able to pick up all of the <laughs> shine and sheen and glare you are, you are too that's much. in the room. You are too much. No, no, really. The 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 crystal and gold <laughs> lamp that we have <laughs> yes, down here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So, awesome. Johnny, I don't know what you said, but my name is Jeff Katie. Yes, sir. I'm here with you. We are podcast partners mm, been at it for four years now Jeff. yeah and uh and today we have a special guest yes a special guest he's special because he's a real person he's a well i think i hope all of our guests have been well, real people technically <laughs> we should get that isn't there like a microsoft voice that talks like this. Oh, when you, sure. Like you put in the text and then it reads the text. Have them to you. be the guest. We could we could feed them the lines literally, <laughs> and they could be the guests. No, no. He well, he is a real person. Yes, he is. But better than that, he is a listener. Right. He's a listener and a small and church pastor. Honestly, right now I do not know how I connected with him. Hmm. But we talked for a while. Yeah. About his church, about his ministry, about what was going on in his life. Had a great conversation, and I said, "Man." We got we got to put this guy on the podcast. He's a podcaster, so we yes. have that in common and he'll talk about that in this episode, but yep. uh he now he had a little studio there. Remember that? He did. He did. It yeah. Re- it reminded me of an old desk I used to have in my walk-in closet, but he's got a studio in his walk-in closet. Yeah. He With is, the eggshell stuff everywhere. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. So so it is the forgotten podcast. Not that it's forgotten, but it's literally the forgotten that's podcast. The, that's the name. Yes. Don't forget yes. it. Yes. Uh, Pastor Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Uh, and Ronnie has this podcast where he he scripts it and he tells a story of somebody in history that is just a, a just a great lesson for yeah. us to remember. And he pulls out these arcane uh these uh ancient stories yeah. i say ancient you know not some of them are older not than ancient others, but, but yeah yeah really interesting stories he, that he tells he's got the voice man on that forgotten podcast he does it's just like he turns it up and it's just like he's ready to go times, we never even realize how near we came to the experience of death 
Most of us will never know on this side of eternity how many times a set of missing car keys and a slight delay in traffic spared our lives. But there is one instance in history where on a clear moonlit night, the life of a relatively unknown Union soldier was spared, only to find out a decade and a half later that the great shepherd had rescued his lamb from the jaws of certain death. I'm Ronnie Brown, and this is Forgotten. Check that podcast out after you check out our interview with Ronnie Brown. Ronnie, thanks for being on the 200 Churches podcast. Welcome. Jeff, it is it is my honor. Thank you for having me on. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it took a little bit of finagling, but we've got you on, and we're going to keep you on. We're not going to lose you. All right. <laughs> where, where are you coming uh, from, Ronnie? Where, where's, your, uh, where's your home base? I live in Rossville, Georgia. It's where I pastor as well. And it's just south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so, you know, the Chattanooga choo-choo uh, on the lower part there of, of Tennessee. Yeah, so. I would have sworn from your accent you were from North Dakota. But that's that's wild to hear. Georgia, that's great. <laughs> I have successfully washed out some of my <laughs> hick, hick accent. So it'll, it'll, when I get real excited, it'll come out. So There's no such thing as a hick accent. There's a hiccup, but there's no hicks. You sound like our uh, Church of God friend. Come on, help me out with the name. The Church of God? Your brother. Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of his name. The Vital Initiative. The Vital Initiative. Michael Nations. Michael Nations, yes. You remind me of Michael Nations. What's your denomination down there, if you don't mind telling us? I'm an independent Baptist church, so that's, that's, uh, that's our denomination. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we let Baptists on this podcast. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't tell you until now. So I was under the radar. I was like, man, they're not going to ask me. They're not going to ask oh, me. It's... We're going to let it go this one time. We welcome all comers around here, Ronnie. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So you were telling us a little story before we jumped on the air, and I want you to start with that because I think that'll segue into your what you do, your little side hobby. You were you were invited to be a guest someplace else today. You you almost forgot about us because this was such a big deal. Well, I'd been on there a couple of times on Sunday. This I got an invitation last night. I got an email from WMBW. That's the local Moody radio station here in Chattanooga. I'd emailed the station manager a while back talking about uh, forgotten. You know, he met with me so gracious and kind, Brent Mannion, and he said I can't have your podcast on here our our you know our content's already dictated to us but i will have you on on sunday sometimes and we'll just use your stories to encourage people and to you know and then we'll point people to the story we've done it a couple of times but last night there was a new guy or a, a replacement guy on the day show and they had very few guests lined up for martin luther king day and they were trying to do a special on martin luther king and he said hey do you have anything can you come and talk about do you have any podcasts that you could talk about and kind of segue into race relations? I just started communicating back and forth. A couple of years ago, I had had uh, – I saw a interview with a guy by the name of Scott Williams. He wrote a book on church diversity, and he in the interview was asked – you know, he was talking about having our churches more diverse. And at the end of the interview, the interviewer asked him, what can we do? What are some ground – you know, some basic things we can do to kind of bridge the gap between races. And he said, hey, just have somebody that doesn't look like you in the pulpit. And I'm like, 
I was just stunned because I've never thought of myself as a racist. I, you know, I, I have great African-American friends. I have close friends that are different races than me, but I'd never had someone of a different color in my pulpit. Hmm. It just never dawned on me. What I did is I set a meeting at our church. It's called Breaking Down the Walls of Race. And I invited African-American pastors Sunday morning, Sunday night, when, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to all come in. And, uh, you know, I'm of them. I love to hear African-American uh, pastors preach. I'm, I'm like, uh, you, you ever heard of the movie White Men Can't Jump? <laughs> White, <laughs> White can't Men Can't Preach. <laughs> That's right. Most of them can't preach neither. <laughs> and so I had them in. We have a great time. We've done that for a couple of years. And what they'll do is they'll invite the predominantly black members of their church in with us. And it's just, it always, man, it reminds me of heaven. This is what heaven's going to be like. There's not going to be cool. several places where yeah, we're yeah. going to be, we're going to be singing the same song. And so I got to go on the radio and talk about that. And then I'd also done an episode where I talked about the Moravian missionaries. Of course, I, let's get back. I do a podcast about just church history, different things where God has moved and amazing things or, uh, the people of God have given great sacrifices, a lot of martyrs and people, what they did you know, before they were executed and what brought them to the execution. Uh, I spent some time th- this morning talking to them about the Moravian missionary movement and the sending of the first missionary from Moravia to St. Thomas to the African-American or the African slaves there on St. Thomas. And it's a wonderful story. And I released that episode today. As a matter of fact, it's episode 18 on uh, Johann Leonard Dauber is the fellow's name. And so I got to talk about that on air, and it was right at like the time when people go to work, about 7 o'clock. So I've just been on this buzz all day of, of just, man, that was so cool. I got to go down to the station, sit in a chair, you know. and I bet it wasn't there. as good as the 200 Churches oh, podcast why studio. Why you got to be that way? Wait, see, Jeff, don't do that to yourself. No, man. I don't know. It's Listen, just moody. I, I want to tell you guys, your podcast is such an encouragement to me. And, and I, I wonder sometimes what uh, section of your group is not or, or, or who are bivocational pastors. I've been a bivocational pastor uh, going on nine and a half years now. Yeah. And that's three services a week, every week of the year. And so it is tough. But you guys do such a good job of encouraging uh, guys that are out there, you know, if a majority of the churches in America are 200, then there's got to be a good percentage of those that are less than 100. And those 100, you know, the rule of thumb is you don't go full time until you have at least 100, 100 tithing or, you know, 100 members. of. Well, you can't say 100 tithing, but you have 100 members of your church. And, you know, there are a lot of guys out there that aren't at that, that place. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're bivocational. And you guys are just such an encouragement. You know, every week when I get to tune in, I, uh, you guys just really help me. You really do. Well, that's very cool. You know, my dad, I grew up in churches that were 50, 60, and he, he was full-time. We were not bivocational. We were just impoverished. So yes. that's the other option if you don't yes. have 100 people is, is, exactly. is poverty. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, and that's what that's what people, you know, you're not full-time yet. Well, don't you surrender to the Lord? Yeah, but I want my kids to eat. Yeah, too. amen, and yeah. I got to drive a car to go places. Right. So, Ronnie, what inspired you to do this forgotten podcast? Because I've thought to myself about stories, you know, of church history, and I always think, you know, like first, second, third century church history, 
You're yeah. talking more maybe the the ones that I've listened to. I should say have a little more modern take. Like you said, martyrs, missions, very <laughs> cool stuff. Where are you finding these stories, and then what what inspired you to to tell these stories? The way it started, there was a, a friend of mine. He's my pastor's son. He started an internet radio uh, broadcast, much more five twenty radio. And he came to me and he, you know, he said, Hey, well, see, he asked me to do my messages, put my sermons on there. And I've done sermon podcasting of my messages for years. And he wanted me to put that on there. Well, I preach, I preach really too long. It's good that you can admit that, Ronnie. It is. It's a first step. It it's is. Too <laughs> well, it's been and good to have you on, Ronnie. <laughs> in summation. <laughs> no, please well, continue. So all of my messages are going 45 to 50 minutes. And I felt responsible for that last 10 minutes of the hour. And I thought, what if I can put something in there, make something that will fit in there that'll take up the whole hour? I thought about doing something like Albert Moeller. You know, I love the Albert Moeller program. You know, it's got news and it's hard hitting and it's really, you know, just great stuff. And I thought, well, I can try to do something like that. But I soon realized I'm not as smart as Albert Moeller. Oh, <laughs> so don't, don't sell yourself short. I was reading his copy, you know. <laughs> So I, I, I couldn't do that. And then I thought about, oh, at the same time, I'm listening to a podcast, no redeeming value whatsoever. It is just scary stories. I don't know. It, it I binged on it. I listened to, for days at a time, listen to all these episodes of this guy telling spooky and scary stories. And then he put on something on his Facebook page that said that they had just had their two millionth download. Two million. It, they'd only been out there a year, uh, 15 months. And he had that. Two million is child's play. Yeah, it money. only took I us mean... 15 years to get to two million. <laughs> 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 and we're only in year four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, here's a guy telling scary stories, and there is evidently a generation of people trying to get these stories and listen to them, you know, in their car rides or at their work or whatever. And I thought, you know, I tell stories. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I tell Bible stories. And then I also tell stories that I use to illustrate Bible truth. So oftentimes when I preach, the first thing I do is I'll tell a story. Many times it has to do with church history, something that happened. Sure. And there's a story that I just loved about Gladys Allward. She was a missionary to China. She ran an orphanage. And uh, when the Japanese attacked and, and took over the country, she fled for life and had all these children with her. And they got to the Yellow River, and there was no way to cross. And the, the little children, you know, said, what do we do? And she said, there's no boats. And they said, well, why don't we just pray and ask God? He can bring us a boat. And so, you know, picture this woman with 90 children bowing down at this river and praying for God to send them a boat. Well, after they prayed, they sang. And someone in the Chinese army heard them, came up in a boat, or came around, came around to them. And was able to get them a boat and get them across. And I just, for me, it's just one of those moments where God just brushes, you know, just to, you can see his hand. You know what I'm saying? You just see the hand of God at work. And I thought, I'll just tell that story. Put some music behind it, like the podcast I'm listening to, hmm. and, and put a redeeming, you know, verse at the end. Something to really, from the scriptures, to really catch the heart. Yeah. Well, the guy that I sent it to, he just loved it. Oh, man, when you doing the next one? Well, I did the next one. And. And then after that, the next one was, I think, uh, about this teenager that was burned to the stake. Just a, an amazing story. But I just kept, it's almost like a rabbit hole. I'd find one story, I'd remember it from a message, and I'll chase it here, and then I'll, 
I'll find something here. Eventually, I started buying up these books uh, on this day in Christian history. There's several different kind on Amazon. And I'll pull them in, pick them up, or I'll pick up Fox's Book of Martyrs and and just start chasing, you know, chasing it around the internet. There's so much that's available on archive.org, the books that were published two or three hundred years ago that are just available. You can find them. And you yeah. like history. Yeah, I mean, I love the story. Uh, I want to see times in history that challenge me as a believer. You know, this young man that was burned at the stake. You know, am I ready to give my life? Is the word of God that important to me? And then also those times when God just miraculously does things. The story of Watchman Nee. There's one in my episodes about Watchman Nee where it is a modern day Elijah on Mount Carmel. I mean, it, it it's just modern day Elijah on Mount Carmel. And it's just so fascinating and so inspiring and it makes me want to have faith it makes me want to trust god and then there's also you know there's there's aspects of these stories where i really i really tell the story of 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 the gospel and really share it and if there's a if there's a generation out there that is craving story why not give them something that is redeemed with redeeming value Hmm. if I, i say well i could do this i could tell bible stories Many people, as soon as you mention the Bible, they turn you off. But if I can tell a story and I can get their attention and bring them to a point of the reality of God and then take God's word and say, hey, look, here's life. Here's what's happened in history. And here's what God said about it in his word. And put those two together. I think it can have an impact on people. Now, Ronnie, you're not just a podcaster. You're also a pastor. Yes. And tell us about your church and your ministry. My church is Bethany Baptist Church in Russell, Georgia. It was an established church. It was founded in 1975. It had had a, about nine pastors through the years. One of them stayed near, a little over 10 years, the longest tenure. And I took over just after there was a pastor there that was for here for about a year and a half after the one with a tenure, uh, tenure here that had been here 10 years. And so I fell in right behind him established church, a church that had a glorious history as far as the independent Baptist movement, independent Baptist churches in the area, but had fallen off over several splits when this long-term pastor had left. And so by the time that I got there, a church that was at once, that was running 200, and that's that's full capacity for the size of church that I have. If I'm running 200 people, I'm filling up just about every seat in the house. They were running 16, you know when I was voted in. We've gone through a lot of ups and downs, and I started in 2007, and so we're coming up this year on my 10th anniversary. Yeah, so I'm coming up on 10 years this summer. And so we've just seen things go up and down and up and down. And 2015, one of the best years. I, You know, when I turned 20, when I went in 2016, I thought, this is the year we're going to turn the corner. We are going to hit. We're going to hit 100, or we're going to be right there at it. And the bottom fell out this year. I, you know, I can't explain it. Can't explain what happened. It just several families left, had to move because of jobs. Some people got upset. You know, I lost a piano player that I'd prayed for for six years. I lost her. It was, you know, this past year has just been devastating. But, you know, with the turn of a new year, I don't know about you guys, but often with the turn of a new year, there's like a fresh breath. You know, you, you breathe again and, you, you you know, there's a new start. And so we're just starting again and, and trying to build again. So talk to me about what, you know, what do you do in in that time when, as you say, the bottom is falling out, right? You're you're a normal pastor, Ronnie, right? You have a, you have a normal sized church. 
and you're a bivo, like you said, that's probably the majority of small church pastors. So what do you do when that's happening? You still got to get up and go to work at your other job. You got, you know, you can't sit around moping forever. How do you cope with the bottom falling out? I think the thing that has helped me most in the past three months is, is, is really talking things through with my wife, Carrie. In, in sitting down and, and where are we going, trying to figure out what what is God doing? Is he trying to plan for us to leave? Is he trying, is this the time that we're supposed to leave? Or is this the time where we stake our roots and, and drive even deeper? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. And so talking this out and not keeping it in and, and just really communicating with her has helped. But it has driven me once again to my knees. And that may have been the problem with the early 2016 is that my, my bent towards self-assurance, this is it. We're going to do this. It's going to happen. And maybe it, maybe it is my self-assurance that God is once again saying that your pursuit is me, not growing the church. Jesus clearly made it clear. I will build my church. And oftentimes, you know, that's something that really takes somebody, take a load off of a pastor's back. And it has come fresh to me. He'll build his church. I proclaim his word. I seek him personally. I think along with that, there's bare bones things with revamping outreach, making a new commitment to knock on doors, you know, talking to your people, reinforcing even more. Invite your sphere of influence. Invite your, you have people that surround you yeah. that are potentials to come to our church. You know people. Invite them. It's just going back to basics. You know, I think I think Forgotten's has come around at the right time because I've needed to know men like John Brown that I just finished. I was last night recording. John Brown of uh, Priest Hill was a covenanter and, and hid uh, so that he might teach God's word and, and he hid from the, the soldiers that would bring him into the under the king's rule or execute him. He, fi- he finally caught up with him. He was placed before his family with a gun gun placed to his head. He had every out. He had every way he could have alleviated everything, just said some words, but he didn't. He held true to his faith and gave his life for it. And those are the kind of stories that say to me, suck it up. You know, you, 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 you've not suffered as unto blood book of Hebrews talks about you. You've not suffered under blood. I've got it a lot better. I stand on the backs and stand on the shoulders of a lot of people that paid a great price. And I think there's something about that that focuses you in on what you're doing and why you do what you do. So now, Ronnie, you're into 2017. What are you thinking about the year ahead? My earnest prayer for the year ahead is I want to see us reach. That, that goes without saying you want to you want to see your church grow, but I want, you know, I really want to reach this community and I'm, I don't want to let what 2016 dealt me cause me to think that the promises of God are any dimmer, have been diminished any for 2017. And so we're going to go back to basics. We're going to start, go back to our family dinner nights. We're going to invite people out. That's our event. Invite them in, share the gospel with people, knock on doors, and, and continue to study God's word, carry on. My effectiveness in the ministry is not measured by how many people that fill the pew. That's the hardest thing to remember because it's a pride thing too. You know, I know all these other pastors and, you know, this one down the road, they're growing and this one's happened. This is happening up here at this church. And there's a pride thing about it that, that says, what's wrong with me? And how come I'm not effective? And 
How come it seems like God has forgotten me? Well, he hasn't. He cannot forgotten me, forget me. I'm, I'm engraved on his hands. And so I'm just need to be occupied with my judgment will not be the size of my congregation. My judgment will not be the number of books that I've written or the, or the number of, of sermons that are circulated or the number of places that I've been in and preached. Mine will be on my faithfulness and loyalty to the one who saved me and called me. It sounds so simple, but yet at the same time, it can get lost so quickly. And you talked about the discouragement. As small church pastors, we've all felt that. We've all felt that discouragement. And you never know from one year to the next when your church could have that downturn, right? You yeah. just have a down year, few families leave, and especially, you know, which families. Two or three families might leave, and it, and it honestly, and this sounds terrible, but it may not affect, you know, your ministry a whole lot, but maybe that one family that you're connected with well and that you rely on, they may leave, and then it's that can be very discouraging. So uh, I like what you're saying, Ronnie, about not being, you know, the number of people in the pews, because obviously that's what, as pastors, what's the number? You know, is it 50? Is it 100? Is it 500? The, the, the pastor with 750 is lamenting every morning. He, can't, he just can't seem to break that thousand barrier. And uh, we joke about Rick Warren. Yeah. You know, Rick Warren, he's, uh, man, he just can't break that uh, 20,000 barrier. He's plateaued. You know, he's plateaued at the 20,000 yeah. barrier mark. You, you, know? you feel bad so, for Rick. You really do. Yeah. So you got, uh, uh, you've got it right when you say that you, you've just got to keep moving forward. And, yeah, I'm going and back to the to basic, say, basics. You know, it's easy to say. It's easy to say, just be faithful. And I've been told that, well, you know, just be faithful and Everybody wants to see success. Everybody wants to see success by the world's standards. But when it's not happening, you need to have a firm grip on the fact that my worth before God, my worth as a pastor, my worth as a son is not bound up in what those around me might claim to be success. When you're in the middle, when you're in the low point, when you're you're down, that seems kind of hollow until you can really get a grip on it. But it is the truth. That's the truth. God never called me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. Yeah. And, and that's what, if, if man, if given a platform like this where I can speak into the ear of a lot of different pastors, man, that's what I tell them, is that uh, there's a crowning day coming. <laughs> Don't fret. Well, I tell you what, Ronnie, 10 years in your church, you've made an impact. You know, I don't, I don't have to know the people in your church personally to know that you've, you've had an impact on them and on hearts and lives. And that's what pastors do. And, and yeah, it's easy. It's certainly easy for us as small church pastors to look and say, well, like, we didn't get past 100 this year. But the people there, they're not judging based on if you got past 100. They're judging on if you loved them during their crisis. They're judging on if you uh, taught them and guided them faithfully over that time. You know, they're judging on the relationships that you've built. And so, uh, yeah, I liked what you say there. Let's not Let's not judge our uh, selves on the world's view of success, but on, on faithfulness. Ronnie, I'm going to ask you just, uh, give me a parting shot here. Our time's running out, but give me a parting shot that you would tell, and and maybe you, you previewed it with your crowns, but what do you want to tell other pastors in your situation? Those bivocational pastors, those pastors with, you know, a hundred or fewer congregants, what do you want to say to encourage pastors like that? 
Treasure your marriage if you are married. Don't let the years when your kids are little slip away. Hey, get somebody else to preach sometimes. Me and my wife has this running joke that underneath my shirt and on my T-shirt is the is the S. You know, I can do it all. Super and pastor. That, when you're bivocational, sometimes that's a badge of yeah, buddy, I, I can do it all. You know, uh, I can you know I can I can carry the load. I can do this. I can do that. I can keep going. I can work. I can work twenty hours overtime and put together three messages and at the end of the week spike my microphone and go boom see ya you know i can i can kind of I, I can use it as a badge listen you don't have a red s on your chest and i've seen too many guys that are close to me no longer in the ministry no longer being used of god they've either found a cue to hit cruise control or they're out of church away from god altogether yeah. i'm telling yeah. you you don't have a red S on your chest. Stay close to God. Stay close to your wife and your children and, and treasure that. You may be on the back 40 of nowhere and nobody knows who you are. Never forget there's a God that has your name written on his hands. He has not forgotten about you in the dust of the back 40 of ministry. Remember, he hasn't forgotten about you. He knows with you where you are. Be faithful. Trust him. He'll be there. He is there. He's helping. Whether you see him or not, he's there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Ronnie, your podcast is called Forgotten. I would tell any pastor here, if they if they uh, need need a new podcast to put in the rotation, if they like stories, if they're looking for some good sermon illustrations, I mean, all of that and more can be found there at the Forgotten Podcast. Ronnie, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Johnny, Ronnie. Jeff, thank you so much. Such a joy to be with you guys. I really appreciate it. Ronnie reminds me of a friend of mine. His name is Bobby Cowman. Bobby Cowman, I think, lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee for a while. I think you've while. talked about Bobby before. Yeah, Bobby was uh, a friend of mine at, at my the college I went to. He led worship in my first church back in Factoryville, Pennsylvania. Okay. And he worked with me on the belt at United Parcel Service. <laughs> United Parcel Service. Bobby Common. He's a pastor somewhere. Good. I think in Ohio somewhere. Bobby. He's, he's getting honorable mention here. Bobby should be listening. You know what I podcast. think? He, I think now, though, I think today he's Dr. Robert Common. Oh. With a name like Cowman, it's hard to... Big doctoral degree, Bobby. <laughs> come on, come on. Don't don't forget. No, he. I think he also races. I think he races cars. The doctor who races cars. The doctor, pastor, NASCAR racer. I love it. Not NASCAR, but he races something. Anyway, Ronnie <laughs> reminds me of Bobby because I think they're both from the Chattanooga area. Yeah, and so they have that. Good old you know, They have that. They have that twang yes. to their to their voice. Yeah, for sure. And the the thing I love about Ronnie is he he works full time. Yep. He pastors this church. It's wild, right? And he just makes it happen. Yeah. Bivocational. Yeah. I mean, Bivocation Nation. And does this podcast on the side. With Ronnie Brody. Yeah, and he does his podcast that he literally, he does more work on it than we do. He types it all out. Oh, yeah. He manuscripts every episode. People probably thought that we did manuscript until you just let out our dirty little secret. <laughs> they thought this was all written ahead of time. Everybody's laughing right now. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. But hey. You gotta you you gotta give it to Ronnie, the heart and soul of a pastor. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So check out the Forgotten Podcast and go subscribe to the Forgotten Podcast. And while you're at it, subscribe to this podcast. You know what I found out? iTunes, iTunes counts as its number one prevailing metric for determining whether or not they should promote a podcast. What do they count? The subscriptions. Nice. The subscriptions now, not on your podcatcher, off-brand, wacko pod app, but the podcast app on your iPhone. Oh, they it, only count it through it. that That's at it. all. So it's got to be iTunes on your desktop or laptop. Or the podcast. Or or the podcast app on your iPhone. Don't we have stats that say like 80% of our listeners are listening from their iPhones? Yeah, you know what? I'm not actually, right now, I'm not actually sure if that's true. But I'm, no, that that stat is true. Yeah. I'm not ac- absolutely sure that if you subscribe on a different one that they can't. But I think iTunes, I think it's just through the podcast hmm. app. Get on there. Open up the podcast app on your iPhone uh, if you don't have the podcast app, if you have a different one, just uh, download the podcast app and open that one up. It's on every iPhone. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And then uh, just hit the subscribe button. That's going to help us a ton get to more people, get on more eyeballs on iTunes, and hopefully continue to spread the message of encouragement for small church pastors. I tapped on that little uh, magnifying glass for search. Yeah. Right? You like how I noticed it was a little magnifying glass, didn't you? Yeah, well, sure. You're pretty impressed. <laughs> I put in 200CH, what do you know, 200 Churches podcast. I can't believe. Popped right up. That it wasn't the 200 Churros podcast before that. <laughs> 200 Churros? <laughs> a Chirito is uh, where we had Taco Bell? 200 Chorizo podcast, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, we hope that you identified, especially... If you are a bivocational pastor, yes, uh, that you identified with some of the joys and some of the pains that Ronnie shared in this episode. And uh, if you're not a bivocational pastor and you're like Johnny and I, where we're literally employed by the church full time, yeah, I hope that we all will have a little bit more respect for the bivocational pastors. Those guys are doing work. The men and women women who are are working full-time or even working part-time and serving in their church, and that it will give us just a little more oomph to uh, uh, invest in our church because our church is investing in us. Those those of us who are vocational and not bivocational. Absolutely. Ronnie Brown and all of you who are bivocational pastors, we salute you and we tip our hats to you. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, for the kingdom of God and Ronnie Brown and the Forgotten Podcast. Thank you uh, so much for sharing uh, your ministry and your heart with us today. We'll see you next week on the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church. You know, sometimes technology gets in our way. So but I think we slayed the dragon today. Man, I really appreciate it. Guys, you don't know how much I appreciate this. And what an honor it is to speak into so many so many pastors' lives. And, and I really thank you guys for how you've encouraged me. You're welcome. Hey, let's stay connected. It's 4.58, so i got to skate. But let's stay connected, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Have a good one, brothers. We'll talk right. to you later. Thanks, Ronnie. Bye. 
Ask Scott Dalen if he knows. We started if that. He like, knew. Yeah. If Scott Dalen knew, people, then I would say okay, maybe. Oh, so he tried to hit you up for the worst episode. Yes, he did. He tried to hit me up. Yeah. Did he tell you he tried to hit me up? Oh, yes, he did. And he said you wouldn't tell him. Because he said, yeah, I, I tried to hit Johnny up too, but man, you guys are—you got this thing locked right down. He goes, you're, I not, said, you're not talking. I think I said to him, if I even if I gave you a hint, there's no way with 210 episodes that you would be able to know. What's our best episode ever? Best episode ever? Yeah. Man, I would say 200. And T. Wright, that's what I see. I just said that to somebody yesterday. They were like, what's your best episode? What's your favorite episode? I was like, bruh, N.T. Wright. I mean, after episode 15. <laughs> Our best Sunday morning. Fantasy <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> you love that one. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. All right. That's got to be one of the funniest. You love that. Where we're talking that's about. That's pretty short, too. Rolling down the aisles and cash yeah. spilling out of the offering plates. and It's our fantasy. Yeah. All right. Let's jump right in here. Okay. <clears throat> This 